This is the DCN Weekly, the podcast that brings you a regular roundup of Australia's maritime and logistics news. This episode is for the week ending the 21st of October 2022. I'm DCN editor Ian Ackerman. The Australian strategic fleet was a major topic in the news this past week. The federal government announced the composition of the task force that will look at ways to build a strategic fleet made up of Australian flagged and crewed vessels. John Mullen will chair the task force. He was the Asiano CEO for the last five years or so of the company's existence, and he has been serving on several corporate boards, including for Toll Group, Brambles and Telstra. Mr. Mullen will be joined by Maritime Industry Australia CEO Angela Gillam, MUA National Secretary Paddy Crumlin, Dr. Sarah Ryan of Woodside Energy, and military logistics expert Major General Jason Walk. Now, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced the strategic fleet proposal in January in the run-up to May's federal election. The proposed fleet is to comprise up to 12 privately owned and operated Australian flagged ships. These ships would be various cargo carrying vessels, including tankers, general cargo ships, container ships and ro vessels. However, there have been detractors to the strategic fleet idea. The Productivity Commission, in its recent draft report on the Australian maritime logistics system, argued that shipping capacity could be acquired as needed from the international market without the costs involved in supporting a national strategic fleet. Also in the news this week, the MUA announced its members at Switzer Australia would take protected industrial action next week. The union said its members would stop work for four hours on Wednesday, the 26th of October, in ports in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and Western Australia. Switzer in January applied to the Fair Work Commission to terminate the current agreement, which expired in 2019. The company said the agreement has led to inefficiencies and limitations on workplace productivity. And in August, the Fair Work Commission postponed hearings on the agreement's termination until later this year and early next year. And also, there is legislation before the federal parliament to update Australia's maritime environmental rules. The Maritime Legislation Amendment Bill 2022, if passed, would amend Australia's domestic legislation to meet its international obligations as a signatory to MARPOL and the International Convention on the Control of Harmful Anti-Fouling Systems on Ships. The legislation will introduce rules for some discharges from ships called persistent floaters, which are substances that can form surface slicks on water such as some vegetable oils and paraffin-like substances. The bill will also ban the use and carriage for use of heavy fuel oil by ships in Arctic waters. This mirrors a ban in place for ships in Antarctic waters. And finally, the bill will ban ships from applying anti-fouling systems that contain the chemical biocide Cybutrin, which is toxic to marine life. That's all for the top stories for the week ending on the 21st of October. For more on these stories and for more up-to-date maritime news, head to thedcn.com.au. Thanks for listening. 